Hello and welcome to Encounter Church Cape Town. We're so excited that you can join us for this message and we speak God's abundant blessing upon you, your families and all of your spheres of influence as you do so. Enjoy as you engage with God. Bibles to Acts chapter 2 that you might have heard that a few times over the last the last month or so we are looking at the move of the Holy Spirit the working of the Holy Spirit baptism in the Holy Spirit the gifts of the Holy Spirit and also just what it means to be living life full of the Holy Spirit and yeah this is this has been a theme now already for for a couple of months and there's still more eh? there's always more that we can learn that we can grow in and we can see what what God has been doing Um, there's been a key verse that we've we've read quite a few times already we've looked at and I'm going to start there this morning and then uh, link in with that but in Acts chapter 2 when that when uh, when the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit was poured out for that first time that first first real like significant outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the the, the new church um, the apostles and those who were gathered um, when that was happening, Peter stood up and he suddenly supernaturally remembered the, the words of the prophet Joel that was spoken. Because remember, they didn't even have the Bible with them in those days to just quickly go to. Um, and Peter was not a learned man. He was a fisherman. He'd not studied the Bible, but that supernaturally the Holy Spirit brought to his remembrance that Old Testament scripture that explained what was happening. And he was able to share it with the people. And so in verse 17, it says, from the words of Joel, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. And it goes on to even describe things that, yeah, we haven't even yet seen and things that are even going to, you know, lead to or be the signs of Jesus returning to this world. But we're going to pause there and just focus on some of the things that we are seeing and in the era that we are, are currently in and, and look into this a little bit more. So... It's quite interesting here that it speaks about the last days, okay? And this was relevant 2,000 years ago, okay? So 2,000 years ago, they were in the last days. So I think it's fair to say we're also in the last days at least, or even in the latter days after, or still in the last days. We're in more of the last days, which for me even says that, you know, there should be an increase of these things that we're prophesied about. Because that, you know, prophecy is always... It's often seen in sort of layers. It's like someone once described to me. It's sometimes when you when you look at a um, you know this sort of beautiful panorama view. If you went up to Table Mountain and you looked out across to the Bulant and to Stellenbosch and that sort of area, you'd see mountain ranges, right? But you see some that are closer, some that are further away. And sometimes when you look from far, it, you kind of just see everything. And sometimes we get that with prophetic gifting. We we tend to describe everything we see, but it's not always so easy to tell what's happening when or the order in which it's coming and some's for now and some's maybe for later but 
this prophecy is a little bit like that. So from Joel, where there's some things that were for right then, there were some things that were for just to continue and increase, and there were some things for a time much further to, to come much, much later. Um, but anyway, we are in those times of an outpouring, continue, continued outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And it's characterized by some of these things that we read here, where it says everybody will prophesy, everybody has access to the Holy Spirit, and what I want to actually focus on a little bit today is that we will have dreams and visions. So this is another way, and part of the way that another way that, that God speaks to us is through through dreams and through visions. So actually giving us pictures, showing us things, and giving us insights into what He's doing and what He's about to do, um, or yeah, just calling us closer to Him or connecting with us more in relationship through dreams and visions. So I'm going to share a few thoughts and a few ideas on that. But um, mainly I felt what God really wanted to say through this today, the sort of aim of this message, I, I felt Him very clearly say to me that I want you to release the dreamers and the visionaries. So this is what I want to speak to. Sometimes we talk about well, dreams and visions, but... We don't often talk about that in sort of in the world or in our work that often and things, but what we do talk about often in the world or even in society or in our workplace, we talk about being a dreamer or being a visionary, and that's a good thing, right? We need more dreamers, we need more visionaries. In fact, you know, some of the some of the most celebrated people um, in in the world today, people who are leading in industry or technology or in government or different places, they're often acclaim for being visionaries right people who saw solutions that nobody else did or who were brave enough or bold enough to pursue a dream or pursue the things or to look with eyes of faith and possibility even if they don't use those exact words and in the spiritual sense this is what i really feel that god wants to say to us as well that as the holy spirit is poured out more and as we are continuously filled with more of the Spirit and keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit that we would be a people of dreams and visions right and to to usher in more of the kingdom of God and what he's doing so I want us to have a look at an amazing story in the book of Acts which talks quite a bit about dreams and visions and how that was used for a very significant increase in the kingdom so if we can turn over to Acts chapter 10 Are you guys with me so far? Yeah. Are you happy to receive it? Who here is a dreamer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who has dreams? Who has visions? Yeah. Um, I've, uh, well, I'm going to share some stories in a moment, but I feel like I, I'm actually get have, having more like significant dreams these days or dreams that I feel like something spiritual to it or God speaking through that. I know it says old men will dream dreams, so I hope that doesn't mean <laughs> that I'm getting older. But... I don't think it's about that. I don't think it was like, you know, visions for the young people and dreams for the old people. No, um, it's what God is really saying. It's for all of us. So it's for the, the, the kids in that room over there. They can be having dreams and visions, you know, and for all of us, for men and women, for all of us. That's the Holy Spirit on poured out on all of us. Um, yeah. But I want to have a look at this morning, particularly at this, the story of, um, of Peter and Cornelius. Yeah, so this you might have known, but um, 
I'm just going to read a little bit about this from, from chapter 10 in Acts. And it says, At Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius. He was a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. On one day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. I love the way the Bible just puts in these little details sometimes. Eh? One day, three in the afternoon, he has a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. <laughs> angel of God knows his name. Now, just little things that stood out to me even when I was reading this was that this is, this is a guy, a centurion in the Italian regiment. So this is an army man, a military man, right? He's kind of not sort of this, you know, whimsical, artisty type, emotional type person, or, you know, what we would typically picture as someone who just has dreams and visions in the middle of the day, you know? He's, this is a military man, and at three in the afternoon, precisely three in the afternoon, the Bible says, you know, it's probably still part of the working day, who knows where he was exactly hey, as part of his military working day. And what happens? The Holy Spirit breaks in hey, into that moment. So God can break in any part of our day at any moment. And it's not just for certain personality types or, you know, stereotypes of people. He breaks in. This military guy has a vision. Let's read what happens. So the angel of the Lord comes to him and says, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. And sometimes that can be our response, even when God is doing something because it's different or we don't have a precedent for that or we don't know. Not He didn't necessarily know all the things from the Bible when angels appear to people or even if we know about it. But when it happens to us, it can be sometimes a little bit uncomfortable or scary because it's the unknown. And so he first stares at him and he says, what is it, Lord? So he, he does sense something of the Lord in this though which is uh, yeah which we can see through that and the angel answered your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon who's called Peter he's staying with Simon the Tanner whose house is by the sea when the angel who spoke to him had gone Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants he told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa yeah, that must have been an interesting conversation, eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> go and look for this guy. An angel came to me. We need to go search for this guy. You know, go and, go and find him. Go and, go and see what's happening. But then we read on. Now, the other side of the story. I still look forward to seeing the movie of this. Okay. What was happening in the other place? What was happening in Joppa at the same time with Peter? Okay. About noon the following day. So now there's precise timing as well. Middle of the day. As they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let, let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. And the voice told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And he said, surely not, Lord. Peter replied, I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. And the voice spoke to him a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of this vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was 
and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, obviously this was something that, you know, also was an unusual thing, and it he didn't know, like, what does this mean? This seems odd, or it seems different, you know? So even Peter is kind of, he's just processing what's, what's going on and what he's seeing in the spiritual realm, and these guys are arriving there. So while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Now sometimes I think I can relate to this as well. We can relate. We're still processing and wondering what God is saying. And then the Holy Spirit is just saying, just get up and get on with it. Like go and do like now. It's happening now. Just Sometimes we can't always make total sense of everything, you know, in the spiritual realm. But we just sense that God is doing something. And okay, this is the next step. Like let me go in faith and let me just follow the next step until I get the full revelation of exactly what this whole vision and experience is all about right so yeah sometimes there's that progressive thing so then the men replied we've come from Cornelius the centurion he's a righteous and God-fearing man who's respected by all the Jewish people a holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say that's quite an invitation then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests the next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. Isn't that beautiful? Hey? He's so expectant that he's going out and he's just bringing in relatives, his friends. He doesn't want anyone to miss out. He doesn't know what God's going to do, but he knows it's going to be good. And he's responding in faith, which is beautiful. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I'm only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? <laughs> he carries on but you know he's, he suddenly starts to get the revelation while he's on this journey and when he goes and he starts to see the faith of all these people that he's um, that he's come to now what um, if we jump ahead to some of the, the results of this I'm not going to read the whole thing but if we go to verse 44 and I'll just read the last bit this kind of conclusion of this story while Peter was still speaking these words, so he was preaching to them. While he was still speaking, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Now, I just want you to imagine what this meeting must have been like. So Peter's busy preaching to them, telling them about Jesus, giving a good explanation of everything that's happening. The Holy Spirit's coming upon Gentiles who didn't know all this about Jesus. Okay? The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Now just, just pause there for a moment, because I was just thinking through this. What a crazy meeting. Now imagine you've come in, there's a team, there's a speaker, now Peter's come to come and share the gospel, to talk to them. While he's speaking, 
some of the unbelievers start speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit's being poured out he hasn't even finished preaching yet he hasn't given like a, a ministry call or an altar call they haven't even like started laying hands on people or anything else the Holy Spirit is just being poured out and people start prophesying and people start speaking in tongues okay and they clearly see that the Holy Spirit is 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 being poured out so quite crazy just think about that and Peter said well surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water they've received the Holy Spirit just as we have so he ordered that they were baptized in the name of Jesus and um, and they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days it's not incredible so an amazing encounter that actually led to a whole precedent of really Gentiles being accepted into the, the early church and realizing that God was doing this incredible work and it started with two men really being open to dreams and visions where God was speaking to them God wanted to encounter them and as we <coughs> as we've been hearing more you know even last week when Luann spoke about prophecy you know that these these gifts these encounters with God as well it's not just for us it's it's usually for other people and it's always about what God is doing and what he wants to do yeah. and it's for us to to be recognizing that and to see what is the point of this whole encounter what is the point is not just to have dreams and visions but the point is that that is a what recognizing that that is a way that god likes to speak to us and lead us and uh, even woo yeah. us and draw us and give us fresh revelation and insight so i just want to share a few key points that i felt through through all of this firstly we can see even from from what peter did here that you know we can actually engage with god when we're having dreams or visions so even if we don't understand we can say things like god what are you doing what are you saying through this because the point of all of this is relationship with god with the holy spirit so if you do feel that you get a picture or even a dream in the night and you're sensing that it's from god um you know you can but if you don't know what it is or what it means you can ask you can ask god himself because he he loves that he loves us to engage with him okay and you can also ask other trusted friends if you like if you want to share it with them and just you know bounce it off them and check if it wasn't just you had a lot of cheese last night or pizza or something and kind of a little bit crazy or if and also um you know the reality is that sometimes yeah well probably most of the dreams that we have are not necessarily spiritual dreams uh, or visions but there are times when we know that it's also the, that that there is the voice of God in it, mm -hmm. that there's a spiritual element to what's happening. Just like we have lots of thoughts in our head all day, okay, but they are sometimes they're the God's thoughts. They are the spiritual thoughts. They are the so it's just a, a way that God would would speak to us. We do need a lot of discernment then, okay. So we need to just practice that and grow in that, in realizing what is God's voice. When is He speaking? When is He actually showing us uh, things through through what what he's doing but yeah you know above all it's about relationship it's about learning to recognize our father's voice and growing in that as we begin to recognize the different ways in which he speaks to us um what i've sometimes find myself as well is sometimes even when i'm praying i'll suddenly see something like see something happening while i'm praying and for example, 
remember last year uh, during the lockdown time, I was, I was really praying like powerfully for my family and for protection. And I suddenly actually saw this image of like my family members just being surrounded with, with fire. It was like, it was just these like walls of fire going around each one of them. And it stirred me to just begin praying even more. And I was like, God, thank you. And I was like, God, thank you for your fire of protection. And I was like, this is like a fiery hedge of protection. It's like I saw it happening in the spiritual realm. And, it, and I was able to pray into that even more and say, thank you, God. That's what you're doing right now. And it brought like focus and clarity to more of what I was praying. And then I actually shared that picture with my family members and said, hey, guys, while I was praying, I saw this. And they were hugely encouraged okay, through that picture. So, you know, there's different ways in which we could we can engage with God. It can, doesn't have to be just a trance when we're out there or in the middle of the night in a dream. It's just just being open to the spiritual realm and, uh, and the different ways in which God wants to, to speak to us. Um, and also just to remember that, you know, fear, anxiety, and panic is not from God. <laughs> so if you're sensing that in the dream, I know some people talk about, oh, that's a dream of warning and things, but not if, it's, not if there's a spirit of fear that you left with. So that... God doesn't come with the spirit of fear, okay? Even if you think like, whoa, that's never happened to me, or this is a little scary, it's unknown. But there should not be a lingering fear or spirit of, of fear. So that's, you know, one of the ways that you can really just discern um, what, what is happening um, and, and whether it's from God as well, is the spirit that you feel in your room or in that place and how you feel in your heart. Because you really should be feeling the love of God, the excitement in God or passion, um, or it's something to ask him more about for, for clarity or for, uh, for discernment. I will say that, you know, even, even when I've had dreams that where I feel like there's a spiritual battle happening, I don't necessarily feel like God gave me that dream, but I've sort of sensed like in the dream there's a spiritual battle. But I will generally, I'll just kick into speaking in tongues. Because that's when I don't understand anything, that's the wonderful thing, tool that we have to be able to pray in tongues. Like, if you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say, just pray in tongues, speak in tongues. And I actually learned that even from when I was a child, like when I used to have bad dreams. I actually realized that in the dream, while I'm dreaming, some, I actually could, I could actually speak in tongues. And I, I remember, like, even as a, as a young kid, eight, nine years old or something, but I realized that. It was a way I would actually deal with like bad dreams and nightmares was like I would actually wake up like speaking in tongues but realize that in the dream even I had the power to do that so anyway there's a, a tool a supernatural tool that we can um, yeah teach the kids but also practice ourselves um, yeah the, the dreams and visions should you know and, and generally encounters with God they should draw us into a place of partnering with him to find out what it God is doing. In the story, we see that God had this huge, big kingdom advancement plan. And it started with simple things, like someone just responding to an invitation or somebody giving an invitation. And then without having it all figured out, Peter just saying, yes, God's spoken, I'm going to do this. And then allowing God to take it step by step and to see what it would be. So to trust God in that, that this is a partnership. It's not just something that he... You know, he's, he's just speaking about. For, yeah, sometimes dreams and visions are also there to get us ready to make us aware of something, like to look out for something that hasn't happened yet, which is what happened to Peter here as well. 
Okay, so he has this vision, so he's sort of, okay, I don't understand it all, but God's up to something and I'm going to be looking out for that. So when it happens, then I recognize it. Okay, God's spoken. He said this, he's going to do it. And I have more confidence in it. And for me, I can just share one example quickly as well. But last year, no, sorry, two years ago now, nearly two years ago, um, I had, I kind of woke up with all well, the dreams. I was having a dream and then realized that this is something significant, like it was a spiritual element. And the, the lasting aspect of this dream was this, this phrase that was very clearly spoken out. And it was, um, uh, nations will come to your light, kings to the brightness of your dawn. And it was like this resonating thing. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, God, are you speaking through that? And I was like, I felt clearly, yes, he's speaking through that. Didn't know exactly what it was about. Maybe had some ideas. I thought, well, I feel encouraged anyway. I feel excited, encouraged. Don't really know what it's about. It was actually a, it was a Saturday night, and I remember coming to church on a Sunday morning, and even I thought, oh well, maybe I'm supposed to share that scripture. You know, looked it up, shared it on Sunday, and thought, okay, that's what God was saying. But I, inside of me, I also thought, but this feels more significant even just than that. And that week, um, at work. I think between Monday to Wednesday, it was unbelievably unusual, but I had three different international invitations at work, either to come and speak or to present on something or to collaborate on, on, a, on a project or actually to host an international conference, which I've never done or had the opportunity to do through work. And funny enough, all three of these things, like like right in a row from different people was was also so unusual and a little bit overwhelming because I was very tempted to say, no, I've got enough to do. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, I don't think so. I don't think I want to chair an international conference. Like, yeah, that might be nice, but you know, really, it's a lot of work and different things. But something inside of me was like, ah, oh, remember, remember what God said on the weekend. Like, yeah. maybe there's also an application in my workplace that this is what God is preparing. And so in processing and praying through that, I actually also felt like, okay, God, actually you were speaking to me about this this time of nations and people coming here, international conference. I think I need to say yes to this. And actually just an update on that particular conference. So it got delayed because it couldn't be held last year. It is still going ahead this year in November. And God has amazingly given me and my team incredible favor as that as that conference is going on the international people have actually been saying to us like you know we, we can't believe that you're still going ahead with it even despite all the challenges and the team is so amazed that we have been given so much sponsorship money towards this event that is like unprecedented in terms of our university and all the people who are working on this team we've never been part of a project where we've had so much outside uh, sponsorship so people seeing value in what we're doing anyway but when you do that you sort of say well god you you spoke into this and now we see favor like it's it's you you're doing something so we just go with it even when we don't fully understand all the things that he's that he's doing um yeah, you know, uh, there were people in the in the Bible that we see that also had particular gifts of having dreams and also interpreting dreams. People like Daniel, people like Joseph, they received dreams and they interpreted dreams. 
And it was a really powerful tool that God used for those, those guys especially to really like change and transform a nation and the nations where they were, to bring practical wisdom, to bring yeah, kingdom influence and advance through dreams. Yeah? I mean, Joseph's brothers must have been annoyed with him and they thought, Joseph the dreamer. Yeah? Yeah. Ah, you know, him and his dreams. But in the end, he learned the significance of dreams and interpreting the dreams and more, most importantly, recognizing that God was speaking and responding to that. So, yeah, that's what I really feel for us as well, is that we would be a people who would look out for these opportunities. And also the other interesting thing is we see even in the Bible that unbelievers also have spiritual dreams. God meets with even unbelievers in their dreams. This is an interesting thing. But we see like Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, people, they had dreams, like spiritual dreams where God was like speaking to them and they didn't know how to deal with it or interpret it. So, you know, just imagine there weren't those spiritual people to give them the interpretation. And that's for us also to discover, to look out for opportunities to speak to people, to connect. We, yeah, maybe someone shares something that they're struggling with or that they've got or they're confused about or whatever's happening in their life, that we can be those, those people. You know, the, the, there's, a, there's a lot of stories within the Muslim world of, of Muslims um, having visions of a man in white. Basically, Jesus encountering people revealing himself to them and then them wanting to seek out who is this who's this person that i've had a vision of okay so that's for us as believers to also look out for those that we can encourage that we can explain to and um yeah those opportunities that god would would have you know god is um yeah we were on friday night we were chatting with leaders from the hillside church and one of the key things that came out said that God is here for, for habitation, not just visitation. That, you know, God, we, we are looking for God's, the establishing and the increase of His kingdom rule and reign in full that we have not yet seen. And so our Christian life and life in the Spirit is not just about events and events and little experiences and, you know, chasing off the experience. We need the encounters, okay, and we need those times of experiences. But God's here to be in our, all of our life every part of it and that's why i've shared examples even from my work life now because god wants to encounter you like he did cornelius at three o'clock in the afternoon even though he was a military man okay are we open to receiving and hearing from god at any time of the day all days of the week because god wants to partner with us speak into our lives and um and just share more with us and it might be a little different it might look different. But I also just felt to say this morning as well that you have permission to dream. That God's giving you permission to dream. That there's freedom to dream. And freedom to imagine. We've been in a season of lockdown where it feels like so many things have been shut down, stopped, restricted. It sometimes feels like our world has been smaller because of that. I just felt, especially this morning, just to speak that out over us again, that there's freedom and permission in God to dream, to think broader, and to pursue those things that He puts on our hearts and He puts into our minds um, in the season, to, to do that with Him, to partner with Him in that. 
and to look out and say, well, God, what, what are you doing in this season? What, what could things look like if you come in more power into the situation, into my life, into my family's life, into my workspace? What could that look like? Could we dream again about what that could look like? There's a lot of talk in the world about the new normal. Hey, what does that look like? Well, we can also do that. God is new every day and every morning. What does is, what is the new dawn, the new day look like in God? And in partnering with Him, eh? We have freedom to dream and to imagine that. What does hope look like? I thought a lot about that yesterday, standing in, in Kensington and that little kids play park in a real gangland and you know, not a great part of our city, a desperate situation. What does hope look like in that place? What does it look like when the kingdom of God comes in? And those guys spoke about things. They said, well, you know, they've been meeting there for this whole year as much as possible with the kids worshiping and praying. And they said for seven months, there's been no shooting across that area between those streets. So that's what hope looks like in that area when they start worshiping and raising a hallelujah. Eh? That's, that's one tangible thing of what it looks like. Can we dream again? What can our city look like as God begins to move? In more power healing salvation miracles peace safety all of these things that god wants to do this is a season to awaken those daniels and those josephs eh, amongst us remember it's not about male or female or young and old this is for all of us the dreamers the interpreters of dreams with practical wisdom as well to recognize the voice of god amen are you open for that yeah. Yeah. Who already feels here that they have quite a gift and like, or just you, you hear God a lot in terms of dreams? Anyone feel that they quite often get spiritual dreams? Yeah, because I want to I want to speak blessing over that and speak increase if that's the way that God speaks to you. It's for all of us, and we can all move into them more. But I just some of us, that's like a, a real language that God uses a lot. And anyone else you feel like you often get like interpretation of dreams or you can actually help people with interpretation of dreams or you feel like it's something you understand because that's anyway if you're feeling that or if you desire that mm -hmm. i can i can i want to just pray into and, and release that uh, this morning as well yeah so if you're open to that let's just yeah let's just end up in some prayer and just trust god supernaturally this morning that he's Releasing the dreamers and the visionaries amongst us. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we just speak freedom right now over every one of us. We thank you for how you speak to us. We thank you for even new ways in which you're going to speak to us. And we honor you, Lord. And we say, come and have your way. Come and speak to us. Open our minds, open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, and our whole spiritual beings to be more receptive to you, to the ways that you will speak to us. Yeah, Lord, even when we don't understand all these things, Lord, we just release discernment, release joy, release hope. Yeah, 
We just re release that ability to dream again. Yeah, we even just speak into, yeah, into the nighttime. I know last week we actually prayed for a lot of people who were feeling like the nighttime is a struggle and there's been like attacks in the night and things like that. So, yeah, just we actually just replace that right now with blessings in the night. Yes. yes. We just replace it with dreams that are from you, spiritual yes. dreams. Amen. Dreams of peace, dreams of rest, yes. dreams of refreshing. Dreams of purpose, dreams of hope, dreams of life. We speak that over the daytime and over the nighttime. We just say we open to you, Jesus. We open to you, Holy Spirit. Come and do more. Come and do more, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and to those dreamers amongst us, especially, Lord, we say increase the dream. And increase that you know, revelation of what, how to run with it, what to do with it, how to respond. Now we speak protection and discernment in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Amen. Good. Guys, we're going to wrap up there. I know some people have to leave promptly for Father's Day and spend time with family and things, but... Yeah, amen, and have a wonderful day further, and we'll connect more soon.